Welcome to the Gather Houston podcast. We are a Christian community practicing the way of Jesus in all parts of life and for the good of all people. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, So today, after church in person, uh, we are hosting a members meeting and brunch or lunch. We have a brunch option and a lunch option, actually. Uh, But uh, we're we're hosting a a members meeting. And uh, if you're a member of our community, I hope you're at this meeting today. Maybe you're not watching this, so uh, maybe this isn't relevant for you. But uh, if you're not a member of our community, I would love for you to become one. Uh, I would love for you to go to gatherhouston.org slash membership, uh, fill out the form. It takes about three minutes. Let us know you, you want to be a member. That's the entire process. It's a three-minute process. Uh, let us know you want to be a member. Uh, I would love for you to do that. And, and today, um, I want us to have a conversation about church membership. And uh, that's what we're doing. This is what we're going to spend the next 15 minutes talking about church membership. And uh, don't stop the video, okay? I know, I know it's not a very exciting topic. Sometimes I say uh, kind of controversial stuff uh, in my sermons that this isn't that weak. But I do, think, I, I do think it's really important. I do think this is a really important topic. And, um, but I, I want you to know before we get into it, um, if you don't want to be a member or you're not ready or you have lots of questions about it, that is totally fine. If the process isn't three minutes for you, that's fine. If it's three years for you, that's fine. There is no pressure to join. Uh, there's no shame if you don't. Uh, you don't get any added like access or benefits if you join or anything like that. So uh, there, there's really no pressure. This isn't a hard sales pitch. Uh, so there's there's no pressure, there's no shame, and especially today, I, I just want you to know if you have experienced uh, harm or abuse or trauma in a religious community, I just want you to know that I see you, and, and if you're not ready to be all in or fully committed or whatever, whatever that is, that's totally fine. That that is that is more than I t- I get it. And I think you can have a meaningful experience here. You can belong to these people. You can have healthy relationships here uh, without doing any of these steps. And so I just want to let you know, I I see you and you take as much time as you need. So with all that being said, if there's no pressure and no sales pitch and it's fine to take as long as you need, why why do we do this at all? Why do we do church membership? So excluding a couple of uh, small breaks in my life here or there, I have pretty much been a a member of a church uh, since I was born. I've been a member of churches my entire life. And uh, for me, growing up, church membership was about two things. Uh, so, So being a member of a church was about two things. It was about furthering the institution of the church and then maintaining or building my own institutional identity in that church. So it's about furthering that institution. So when I joined, the numbers went up, helped the numbers. Maybe I gave some money, the giving went up. I got to talk about it. The institution was furthered by my membership, and I knew that, and I wanted the institution to survive, to thrive, and to do well. And so I was joining to further an institution. And then I was also joining to maintain or build my own institutional identity. So then I got to tell people, I'm a member of this church. And that was part of my identity. Growing up, I was a part of several different First Baptists in different small towns in Texas. And that was part of my identity. I was not a member of the Presbyterian church. I was a member of the Baptist church. And that was a part of my institutional identity. Membership was connected, intertwined with institution, with furthering institutional ideals. 
But I just, I want to be as clear as I can today uh, when I tell you that I am not inviting you into membership so that we can further this institution or so that you can root yourself in this institutional identity. The, this is the church I'm a part of. No, we're, we're not in the business of furthering institutions. We've talked about this before, but uh, institutions are primarily concerned with their own survival. Institutions are, are primarily concerned uh, with, that, with the institution continuing on, surviving as long as possible. And what that means is in an institution, if it's primarily concerned with its own survival, then the ends always justify the means. The ends are survival. Progress always justify the means. And if survival is the only goal, if, if continuing on is the goal, then you can sacrifice the one for the many. We are not trying to further this institution. We are not uh, protecting ourselves or projecting an image so that we can further this institution. Furthering an institution is not why I have this job. It's not why I want you to be a member, and I don't want your identity to be wrapped up in some sort of institution. I am not primarily concerned with the survival of this institution. I am concerned about you. You, as an individual, I'm concerned about your care. I'm concerned about your needs. I'm concerned about your pain. I'm concerned about your healing. You, I do this. We do this. Membership exists for you as an individual. And so I just want to be as clear as I can when I tell you that membership isn't about furthering institutions. Membership is about strengthening relationships, strengthening relationships, because we shouldn't do all of this alone, right? All the pain and all the fear and all the uncertainty that comes in our life, we shouldn't do that alone. We also shouldn't do all of the good, the joy, the excitement, the hope, we shouldn't do all of that alone either. We need each other. We need each other. And so in church membership, you have each other. The, the church is primarily a community. More than it is anything else, the church is a community. It's a family. It's oneness and togetherness. It's represented in the Bible as a family. It's represented with all these metaphors, and one of them is a family. It's also represented as a body working together in unity. It's also uh, told us that the church is like a temple being built up and woven together. The church is primarily a community of oneness, of unity, of strong relationships. Right? Membership is about knowing that these are your people. These are the relationships we have because we will, we do, we all need each other. And there are a lot of stories to choose from in the Bible. I went through all of them over the last week or so. There's a lot of stories uh, to choose from in the Bible about God's people caring for one another, protecting one another, loving one another. There's stories like Moses and Aaron or Jonathan and David or Ruth and Naomi. There's the Jesus passages where Jesus says, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Or in, in some places where he just says over and over again, love one another. Or when Jesus says, uh, uh, love your neighbor as yourself. It's the greatest Command, second greatest commandment, love God and then love your neighbor. When Jesus says, do unto others as you would have them do 
unto you. All, all those love one another's are because we need each other. We are a family, a community, a body working together in unity. Or, or in James 5, when James says to share your struggles and to pray for one another. Or in Romans 12, when the Apostle Paul says, rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. I, I want to focus today uh, on Paul's encouragement to the church in Galatia. In Galatians chapter 6, Paul says in verse 2, carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Carry each other's burdens. That's it for me. That's the whole, that's the mission statement of our membership. Carry each other's burdens. It's not about furthering an institution. It's about strengthening relationships so that we can carry each other's burdens, so that we can carry each other. You need a group of people that you know are safe, that are offering you unconditional love and care and help that are available to you. You need a group of people that you know you can carry and that they will carry you. And it says here that that fulfills the law of Christ. That law that Paul is referring to is love your neighbor as yourself. We love one another by carrying each other. This is why we do it. This is why we do church membership. So that you know that these are your people. That, that this community is a community of safety for you, that is available to you to carry you. We all need each other. Uh, mo most of you know this, but my wife Katie is, uh, she's 21 weeks pregnant today, as of today. Uh, we are very excited. It's a little boy. And um, uh, with Ellis, our first son, and now uh in our second pregnancy, Katie uh, has been really, uh, really sick. She's had really, really hard uh, pregnancies. And um, she is, she's feeling better now, but especially early on, just, I mean, she's really medicated and still really, really sick. And um, as a note, I don't know how women do, like, how did we all get here? Like, how did we, uh, like, the pregnancy is, it seems just terrible. And uh, we all exist. And so uh, we really should take care of women a little bit better because this is insane. And um, I, I don't quite understand it. But uh, early on in, in Katie's pregnancy, when the sickness was just like almost unbearable, just really, really difficult, uh, a friend of hers uh, who knew that she was pregnant texted her and asked her how she was feeling. Now, when she texted this and said, hey, how are you feeling? My guess is that she thought Katie was going to say, uh, not great, but I'll be okay. Or it's a tough week, but it's going okay. Uh, instead, uh, Katie said something like, uh, "I'm doing terribly." I, I think what she said was, uh, "I'm just hoping to keep down four sips of water so I don't have to go to the ER for an IV." And this sweet woman who texted her said, "Okay, I'm sending dinner right now." And Katie said, great, here's the address. And uh, when, when Katie told me this story, um, I noticed that my first feeling wasn't gratitude towards the other woman, which I am grateful for her and the dinner was great. But what I first felt was I felt so proud of Katie because she was honest. She did two things. She was just like brutally, wildly, radically truthful about how she was doing about her burdens. And then second, 
she accepted the care, the help, the love that someone offered to her. She was radically honest about how she was doing and then actually accepted the care. And, and that's why I want you to connect, to, to kind of formally join this community so that you know you're allowed to be radically truthful with this group of people. That you can say, no, actually, I'm doing really terribly. And then when they offer you help, you know there's no strings attached. There's no conditions that you get to freely accept the love and the care that is offered to you. You get to be carried. That's why I want you to join so we can carry each other because we need each other. And so for you, are you willing to be honest about your burdens? Are you willing to be radically, wildly truthful about how you're doing? about how and when and why you need to be carried. Now, I don't think that, um, I, I don't think uh, that every, I don't think you should just unload on everybody you see on the street. And um, I know that not everyone is safe for you to share all that's going on with you. I know that. So uh, I'm not trying to tell you that every person is a good person for you to do that, but, but are you ever able to do that? Do you have a safe person, a group of people do you have a place of safety that you can say, actually, I'm doing terribly? And then when you're honest, are you willing to be carried? Are you willing to accept the help that's offered to you? I wonder which one is more difficult for you, to be honest or to accept the help? For me, I really struggle to accept the help. I'll tell you how I'm doing, but then my next thing is, but I'm going to figure it out. I got this. I wonder which one is maybe a little bit more difficult for you, being honest or accepting the help. Are you willing to be carried? And then in a spirit of mutuality, are you willing to carry one another? Are you willing to lock arms and carry one another? Are you willing to help? Are you willing to ask the questions to know how someone is really doing? Are, are you willing to lean in when they give their honest truthful response and not back away in fear? Are you willing to carry? Man, I'm telling you, I just, I, you, maybe you don't believe me today, but I am not interested in furthering this institution. I, I am inviting you to strengthen a relationship, to find a place of safety so that you can be carried, so that you know that these people want to help you, want to care for you, want to love you, unconditionally, no strings attached, so that you can be wildly, radically truthful about how you're doing and then accept the love freely. That's why we do this. So I, I told you a few minutes ago that I, I grew up Baptist and uh, I've pretty much been a member of church my entire life. And uh, when I was growing up, if someone wanted to join our church, they would walk down the aisle during the altar call, which is a whole nother conversation. Uh, but they would walk down the aisle during the altar call. They would tell the pastor they wanted to join the church. And then the pastor would announce to everyone, we have accepted this family's membership, usually by letter from another Baptist church. It was a whole, just again, a whole nother story to get into, letters from another Baptist church. But the pastor would stand up and say, we have accepted this family's membership. Or at another church I went to, if someone wanted to join the church, there was a long paper form, like a physical form that you fill out on a clipboard. You shared all your personal information. Uh, you shared your baptism date. 
uh, all kinds of things, uh, all your, your whole story, everything you believed. And then at the end, you signed a statement of belief. So you said, I agree with the church on all these different things. And then you submitted that form. And then you would hear back from a pastor on whether your membership was accepted. And so in case you didn't already know, just in case you didn't already know, you are accepted in this family. You belong here. You don't have to believe what I believe to belong here. You don't have to have the right story. Uh, you don't have to know the church language. You don't have to participate at a certain level. You don't have to give at a certain level. There are no tests you have to pass. You already are accepted. You already belong here. Right now, you are accepted. And membership with this family, with this community, is you accepting your acceptance. It's not us accepting you. Membership is about you accepting your own acceptance in this family. You don't apply here. You're already accepted. You accept your acceptance and with it, you accept the unconditional love and care of a community that wants to carry you, that wants to stand shoulder to shoulder with you in a world that is difficult and beautiful. You accept your acceptance and with it, you accept all that comes with it. This is a safe place you can be carried and you can carry. Membership is just simply accepting your acceptance. And so gather, this is my prayer for you today. Find a family, find your people, find a person to be radically, wildly honest with. Share your burdens because we need each other. And then accept the love and the care that is given to you. Accept your acceptance and with it, accept unconditional support, help, care, and love. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you're interested in Gather, check out our website at gatherhouston.org or visit us on Sunday at 10 a.m.